What's going on? What's going on? Jay Sutton, I am back with another episode of the Destroying Doubt Podcast. Thank you so, so very much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Look, I apologize for being late this week. I warned y'all like a month and a half ago (laughs) before any of this started going down. I told y'all that your boy may be a little sporadic because the schedule is getting even crazier by the second. So um, I hope that y'all forgive me. Uh, but we're here. It's Wednesday. It's late. Well, you you might get this tomorrow on Thursday. <laughs> you might get this on Thursday. I don't know. But nonetheless, we're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I have a special guest with me. And he's not even a guest anymore at this point. He's a, a friend of the show, um, a contributor to the show. Uh, Chris Buckman is back with your boy, man. Chris, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here again. Anytime I get welcome back to such a wonderful establishment as this locale, gotta feel good. You, you think gotta the hood? You think the hood is a wonderful establishment? Oh, that's what's no, up. That's that's not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You know, if, if you like the hood, I ain't doing mad at you. Big things. Doing big things. Uh, 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 so he says. <laughs> but um, man, today is. Not a serious show because we always like to have fun on the show. Um, we like to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, high spirits, all that good stuff. But literally, before I had kind of a topic I wanted to talk about with Chris before he came in today, and like thirty minutes before he got here, man, something just hit me. Hey, look, now he ain't told me now, so he uh, he got <laughs> he got prepped up. Yeah. Like, I didn't even tell Chris. Chris walked in. I was like, hold on, bro. I'm writing this. I don't even, I never write for this show, ever. I'm like Jay Z. What what Jay was, what he say? Uh, no pen, no ID yeah, on the track, whatever. None of that. Uh, what were you about to say? What were you about to say something? I was just going to say, I, I done prepped all day for it. Then my eyes are re- I'm like, all right, it's all good, man. It's all good. You was in that zone when I came in, so I knew you had something big. I was in the zone, man. Welcome to the world of Jay Sutton, man. You never it know, is. man. It's sporadic. It is. You know, you never know what can happen. Get in where um, you fit in. I never <laughs> write, y'all. For this show, I promise you, I never write. Sometimes, what I do, like, say I have a guest on, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the week, every day, I'm thinking of questions to ask them. And, you know, luckily, God blessed me with um, somewhat of a good memory. Where those questions will stick with me. Okay, Monday, I got two questions. Gotcha. Wednesday, I got a couple of questions. And, you know, it, it'll build up by the time it's time for me to have the interview with that person. Yeah. And then what happen is you can't, sometimes you can't have uh, ready questions during an interview because it's a conversation. So right. they can say something and I have to go off of off of that. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So it, it changes. So I, I'm not a big writer. Um, but look, I'm gonna probably post this on YouTube. Y'all can't see it in the podcast world, but this came to me 30 minutes before the show. I'm telling you, you can hear it in podcast world. I got four pages. He still got the messy edges on him, y'all. That's how serious he is with it. It's scribble scrabble. It just came to me. Um, wow. Uh, I didn't even finish because Chris was here. I was making him wait. I was like, look, man, I'm going to just freestyle the last part of this. <laughs> but I got like four pages to get through, man. This is 
this is powerful and let me start here what i want to kind of talk about was this whole espn thing man um i put it out there i put it on facebook that i first put it out there that i was a nba correspondent with espn orlando and then i put out you know me being a producer with espn panama city and man when i talk about when i tell you that my inbox has been flooded Mm. When I tell you that text messages and phone calls have been coming in from people that I ain't talked to in years, mm. people sliding in my DMs hit me with mm. the oh, with man. the uh, hey big head. <laughs> <laughs> they hit me with the hey big head. Hey. It's been crazy. Um, people telling me to not forget where I come from. All oh, this kind of come stuff. Come on, man. Now. It's been crazy, dog. Where you been, like where you been at? Tell me, don't forget where I come from. It has man. been crazy, and. Um, one of my homeboys hit me up because I, I ignored a lot of it. You know, I ain't, yeah, I ain't talked to you in years, and now you hit me up. Right, and right. It's like you see them four letters now. All of a sudden, <laughs> you want to be at the DM. It's it's crazy. But my homeboy hit me up. He was like, "Man, congratulations! So proud of you!" Blah blah. And I hit him back, and I was like, "Man, do you realize I have two of the most." entry level positions at ESPN that you can get like I'm bottom of the barrel like right. not to uh minimize my accomplishment right and what I've done but I'm like look man people are acting like I'm Stephen A or something yeah like exactly. it ain't nothing like that bro I got my right. foot in the door and I'm happy I'm proud because that's what I wanted yeah was to get my foot in the door and from yeah. there I can take off and he was exactly. like exactly he was like look man he told me and it was powerful he was like man stop minimizing your accomplishment yeah he said all you need is your foot in the door and you have that and you could be our generation Stephen A. Smith and I was like wow I mean Mm. I I was like thank you bro like that was that was inspiring to me but uh, like I said, not to minimize, I do want to tell people. People ask, no, I do not know Stephen A. Smith. Okay, <laughs> I have not met this man. <laughs> I probably will not meet oh, him anytime soon in the foreseeable wow. future. Okay, <laughs> um, I do not have no money. <laughs> yes, no money. I don't have no money. Oh, I'm using improper English. That's I'm broke. The only reason I showed up in the <laughs> show. He's gonna break me off. I was like, oh, he got the ESP. Oh, yeah, I'm fit to get, me, get nah, paid. Nah, get paid. Man. I'm broke. I'm still broke. I'm still lame. <laughs> Corny, all that stuff, man. So I don't, people act like I'm a celebrity. That's not the case, oh. man. But um, it was my dream to get my foot in the door, and I've done that. And I, mm. I did want to say before, you know what? Nah, 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 because it's gonna come at the end. Um, but thank you to everyone that has shown support when I put it out there um, yeah. with your congratulations and your love and for my accomplishment and for me doing that, man, because uh, it, it's been a journey. And that's what I'm about to share with you all right now is uh, some snapshots of that journey and uh, mm-hmm. what it took to get there. And the thing for this show, the thing for the show is who you are to be. You are now becoming. You get what? that, Chris? Wait, wait. Say that one more time. Who you are to be or what you are to be. Okay. You are now becoming. And yes, I got that from E.T. Um, I talked about E.T. before in this show. Go back and listen to my previous shows. I even did a tribute to him. But he said this one time and it really stuck with me. And that's the theme for the show today is what you are to be, you are now becoming. Or who you are to be. You are now becoming. You got that? Yeah. Got it? Cool. 
That's deep right there. So now around that theme, let me tell y'all this story and it's gonna correlate into the whole ESPN thing. So bear with me, I'm gonna try to get through this so it isn't like an hour long, but just bear with me. All right, ready to rock, Chris? Let's do it. Okay. So the first hot warehouse, oh, I just did the video. I don't know if you saw, I posted the video on Facebook about the hot warehouse, <laughs> the hot explicitive uh, <laughs> <laughs> warehouse. Parental uh, uh, advisor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I posted that online. That was actually at a place I worked at called Caterpillar, but that wasn't oh, the man, first. Caterpillar. Yeah, Caterpillar. That wasn't the first hot warehouse I worked at. The first hot warehouse I worked at was a place called Overton's in Greenville, North Carolina. We uh, uh, they they distributed uh, boat seats and anything with outdoors and boating and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, she was hot up in there. Oh, she was hot. <laughs> And the pay was low. Oh, and the workload was low. high. And the workload was high. <laughs> the workload was high. Yeah. Mm. And so after working there for a couple of years, um, excuse me, y'all. After working there for a couple of years, and yes, I'm reading off my notes. Like I said, I never did this, so y'all bear with me before I do not read off notes. I have notes today. I'm reading off of them. So here we go. Um, after a couple of years of working at Overton's, I had my son. Mm. And my son just changed everything, changed my whole worldview, how I saw life, everything. And my son made me realize that I did not want to raise him in the same environment that I came up in. Mm. I, I just didn't want to do it. I wanted more for him. I wanted more opportunities, more exposure to different things. Yeah. And so in order to, to make that a reality, I needed more money. <laughs> That's I mean, true. Just, just to cut to the cut to the chase. Overton's, you know how you you're at somewhere, even in the military, uh -huh. right? You can be a A one C senior airman, uh, airman base, whatever you are, staff sergeant, and you can look up at at your master sergeant, your senior master sergeant, and you can see, yo, I want what they got. Yeah, you that's know what I'm true. saying. That's true. You can you can have something in your mind that you want to strive to. Yeah. And for me, in the military or at Overton's, that I wanted more. That wasn't you know what I'm saying. For right. some people, for some people, that. Chief yeah. Master Sergeant, like that's like the president of them. That's yeah. that's, that's what they want. But for exactly. me, I wanted more. Like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. There's not enough stripes that you can put on my sleeve mm. to make me satisfied. If that makes sense to you. Right. So, um. Yeah. I realized that if I wanted to change the scenery for my son, that Overton's wasn't going to afford me that opportunity. Mm. And so I needed another job. And at this time, while I'm having these thoughts or whatever, um, I got offered the 57 cent. That's what the 57 cent okay. story comes okay. from. Uh, okay. I had my evaluation and I broke every record you could break and they like here take this 57 cents and I was like nah y'all keep you the man <laughs> yo you the man here take this oh yeah. The man. yeah 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 like yeah. that's a raise for you like yeah. come on and, and like, that wasn't nah. going to cut it and the crazy thing is that is that me? yeah oh excuse me y'all excuse <laughs> me y'all you good you good you good um so the crazy thing is that at the time, my focus was on money. Mm. It wasn't on purpose or passion. That was like not even in my in my vision at all. It was just money. And so um, I knew that if I got in the door at CAT, I would make more money. Right. So I left one warehouse 
I left one hot warehouse for another hot warehouse. <laughs> you see my mind state at the time? Got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's all about money. And I actually left for less money. Cat paid me Wait, less what? money than what I was making at Overton. <laughs> but I knew that if I got my foot in the door, I would make more money at Cat than I made at Overton. Got you. You so, long game. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So at the time... I took a leap of faith and I left one job for a temporary and not only did I leave for less money, it was a temp position. For those of you that don't oh, know, man. you know about the temp oh, position? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ain't nothing guaranteed. You could walk At in all. far and they be like, bye. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like temp position is nothing guaranteed. I was full time, had benefits at the Overton job, had been there for years, built up this cachet come in when I want to, leave when I want to, mm-hmm. all this good stuff, and I'm leaving for a temporary position at CAT, which was a better company, and it was also an hour and a half away with no place to stay. Mm. But, uh, like I said, I took that leap of faith, and I left Overton's for CAT. Now, mind you, put this put this in your mind now, this whole time, while I'm, while I'm going through all this, I'm still chasing my basketball dream. Mm-hmm. I'm playing in all these different leagues or whatever because I'm in my mind I'm going to the NBA. Mm. I was dumb, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody gotta have a dream, right? Hey, there you go. <laughs> I'm still chasing this basketball dream, and I'm thinking I'm going to the NBA. But fast forward, I get a place to stay at. Uh, uh, it was in Clayton, North Carolina. Um, I get hired on full time at Cat. And I get the pay, I get the pay increase that I was looking for. Okay. So everything works out, but guess what? Don't tell me. I am miserable. Mm. Oh, <laughs> everything man. that I wanted. Uh, I changed the scenery for my son. I got my pay increase. I got hired on full time. I got my benefits back, but I am miserable. Mm. And at this time, this is when I started to discover that money wasn't everything and that there was more to life than just a forklift and a hot warehouse Mm. and you know what i'm saying i got tired of the same routine of getting up going to work going to sleep watching tv repeating the same cycle living that groundhog life living the groundhog life repeating that same cycle waiting for the weekend weekend's over get up go to work (laughs) go home go to sleep watch tv same Mm -hmm. thing over and over again I realized that, yo, that there, must, there has to be more to life. Yeah. And so I started to develop the idea of purpose. And so while I'm in my misery at work, every day I'm listening to ESPN LA. Okay. And on my, in my office and on my forklift, I'm listening to ESPN LA every day religiously. It gets me through my day. It brightens my day. I just love it. Um, when I got home from work, I'm tired, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I sit on my couch. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been sitting on my couch like that. My wife probably was fussing at me. But um, I get home, I record first take every day with Skip Bayless and mm, uh, Stephen A. A. Smith. Yeah. Every day, religious. Two hours. Now, mind you, working for 10 hours, mm. sometimes 12, and no matter what goes on, when I get home for two hours, I'm watching first take. Wow. Every day. Mm. Waste of life. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking. 
<laughs> Waste the words life. right out of my head. Um, so somewhere during this time, and forgive me for not giving you the most precise timeline in the world, but somewhere during this time, I began to play semi-pro basketball. And I'm doing youth camps, and I'm still chasing this basketball dream this whole entire time. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm going through all of that. I'm playing ball. I'm watching first take every day. I'm still miserable and all this good stuff. But um, I realized, like I said before, I realized that there was purpose to life. Mm. And so I realized that I need to go to school. If I'm going to find some type of person to bring this uh, purpose and bring this to fruition, uh, I need to go to school. Right. And so I finally started school um, and I told myself that I wanted to work in sports. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but in the back of my mind, because I listened to so much ESPN radio and I watched First Take every day, I knew I wanted to talk. I wanted to do broadcasting. Gotcha. Um, but I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to work in sports and not that hot, explicitive, uh, <laughs> expletive warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so I took sports management. That's the major that I took. And because it was a broad major, it covered many aspects of the sports industry, so it gave me flexibility. Okay. Um, so that's why I took sports management, and so I could kind of figure it out. And so I'm going to school, I'm knocking out my classes, I'm working, and I'm playing ball. The season ends. I have a good season. I, I, I really have a good season compared to the fact that I was just trying to make the team. This is semi-pro team. Everybody played three, four years of college. These are legit dudes. Mm. Um, the opportunity came to me out of nowhere. And my, my mindset at the time was just making a team. Got you. And so I made a team and I went well above and beyond that. So I had a, a, a really good season, but it wasn't good enough to make the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you know that's what I was just about to ask. Uh, okay, all right. So I, the Lakers did not call me. Oh, the man. Bobcats, nobody called. Hey, LeVar Ball ain't even called. No, me. I don't even think LeVar no. was thought of at the time. Uh, nobody called me. So I'm depressed. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm accumulating debt. My wife was already in debt. I can't remember if she had her master's at the time or she was working on it. Um, but her debt game was crazy. Mm. And so mine was starting to, you know, rack Get up. up. And so I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I meet a Marine while I'm working at Cat. Mm. He's a truck driver. Okay. Um, cool dude. Um, loving the death. Um, he tells me that I should join the military and get them to pay, get my school paid for. And not only the military, that I should join the Air Force because they were more family friendly. He knew I had a family at the time and he mm. knew I wasn't trying to do all this craziness. So he was like, yo, you should join the Air Force. That's and cool. I never, ever thought about the military at mm. all. Never had much knowledge of it. It never crossed my mind. Like when the dudes oh, wow. came to the school, I ain't even like. You weren't even on that whatsoever. It wasn't like nothing disrespectful. Or no I'm like, yo, I'm going to the NBA. Like. The military, like, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. career day, all the, I'm going to the NBA, so I don't even know. Y'all uh, wasting yeah. your time. So I never really thought about it. Um, so, mind you, during this time, we stay in a small town home, like real small. Mm. I'm talking about probably this room right here is probably how wide my town home cool. is. It was two stories, small, concrete everywhere, no grass, no yard, no nothing. 
And that's another thing to add to my depression because I wanted a yard for my son. I wanted a home for mm. my son. Yeah. And I had been working at CAP. I had moved up higher than I ever thought I would and making good money. My wife, well, making decent money. Uh, my wife making decent money. And so we like, yo, it's time to get a house, man. I want a house for my son. Boom. Well, for all of us, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want a house for all of us. So we go, we apply for a home loan, and you already know what happens. It gets denied because of my wife's student loan. Oh, the, come on now. Yeah. Not the student loan. The, the, the decent money wasn't enough to offset... <laughs> The enormous amount of debt, you know, the debt to income yeah. ratio. It wasn't enough to oh, offset the that. Student loans got you. Student loans got me, and so oh, man. I went back to Cat and I said, "You know what? I, I, I told myself, I said, this Marine might know what he's talking about." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you weren't on it at first. He's like, "No, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good." Yeah. So like, you know what? That, might be on to something. He might be on to something. He <laughs> might just be on to something. Um, and so um, I go back. I ask him a million, billion, trillion questions. He answers all my questions. I do my research for days in, days mm. out, spending nights doing my research about the Air Force and everything. And next thing I know, I'm at Lackland Air Force Base, San Antonio, Texas, for basic military training. Mm. Just that quick. Wow. You know. Um, now, mind you, it was the, you had to go through the, what is it, delayed entry program? Yeah, you know? yeah So, yeah, it yeah. took time, but it, it was like, time. it seemed quick now looking back on it. Um, right. So, next thing I know, I'm in basic military training. Getting basic military at. training. Getting yelled at. All that good stuff. Get up, get up, get up. Yep. I go through all my training. I, I get to my first duty station, uh, Tender Air Force Base, Florida. Um Hold on, hold on, y'all. Why, why, why did I do that? I don't know. But anyway, sorry, forgive me, y'all. I told y'all I don't do this. I don't mm. do this. Um, uh, I get to my first duty station and I start having these weird feelings about the military and what I was a part of, and I try to, I try to suppress these feelings. And mind you, hold up, I got a little quick sidebar right here. Um, I said, mind you, I'm still hooping. And I still have this hoop dream, even after I joined oh, the military. You still got the hoop dream. <laughs> still got the hoop dream. Oh, um, but you know, I'm I'm also having these weird feelings toward the military and my involvement, and I try to suppress mm. it. And I'm also going through. I'm dealing with injuries at this time, so this hoop dream is causing me to have some crazy injuries, mm. uh, and my knees are, are failing me. And you know, I'm in, I'm in a really dark place. Excuse me, y'all. I'm in a really dark place, and I'm going through physical therapy. And guess who I meet while I'm going through physical therapy? Tell him who you <laughs> meet. Don't this, keep him in suspense. This young man right here, Chris <laughs> Buckman. I meet Yo, him truly. while I'm going through physical therapy, and I'm going. I'm in this dark place, and he tells me about Toastmasters, and. He pretty much said, it begs me to come. Pretty much like, hey, look, man, you need to come. You need to come to Toastmasters. At least 50,000 times. He was relentless. At least. Uh, he didn't give up, and I finally went. And so. Because, see, I had a dream. He wasn't the only one. I had a dream, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I start going to Toastmasters uh, per Chris's uh, request. <laughs> there you go. I start going, I start doing public speaking and I start telling my story and in doing so, I'm gaining confidence and I'm feeling better about what I'm going through. Mm. And during this time, 
you know, with me going to Toastmasters and me dealing with everything I'm dealing with. Also, the the confidence and everything that I gained and the pain that I was dealing with from my beliefs, my developed beliefs crystallizing, I, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. Mm. And so I present my beliefs to my chain of command and I seek voluntary discharge from the military. And I'm going through this long drawn out process and I'm still in this dark place, but I'm having the courage to go through it and face my fears and doubt. And in doing so and having and building up this courage and facing my fears and doubt, it gave me light in a dark place. Mm. And this made me want to share that light with others. Mm. And so that's what I started doing. I started a podcast called the Destroying Doubt Podcast that we're talking on now. Um, I start going to schools and different venues to speak and with this newfound joy and bad knees because mm. <laughs> my knees are shot at this point. Got um, some Greg Oden action. Going yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realized that it's finally pretty much over at this point for mm. the basketball dream. So I start coaching and I got an opportunity to coach a semi-pro team five hours away in Orlando. How, how many hours? Five hours away. Oh, man. While I'm active duty in the military, while I'm a a husband and father, while I'm in school full time, I drive five hours every weekend Mm. to coach. Um, And so after practice, uh, you know, after after coaching the guys during practice, I will work with different guys individually. Mm. And while I'm working with them and I'm mind you, please, I hope y'all are keeping up with this. I never stopped playing basketball this whole time. Until now. Mm. So I was practicing all the time throughout everything. And so that gave me, because I'm practicing every day, I can help others practice. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm helping others. I'm helping the guys on the team after practice. And there were parents in the gym and with their kids. And they saw me working with the players and asked me to work with their kids. And they, they actually offered to pay me. Wow. They offered to pay me. For my services to help train their kids. And so because of this, I started a business called Underdogs Basketball Training. Mm. And so I later found out, now this was later down the line, I later found out that I didn't really enjoy coaching or training. But keep in mind that I still got that experience. True, true. Okay. The kids, the, the, that's what did it, right? Yeah. The kids, they, they broke you out of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, they don't listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Fast forward, the military finally decides to let me go uh, with an honorable discharge. And I can't remember how long the process was, but it was forever. It was, it was long. Cause it I was remember long. you was coming in and talking about it. And man. Like, man, you still you ain't what? They, you, I was like, hey, man, what's the problem? Where you at in the process? You was like, I don't know. I, <laughs> and every day people asking me, people looking at me like, dang, you still in class? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It gets embarrassing. It gets stressful. Yeah. Um, So every day dealing with that, but they finally decided to let me go Mm. and they let me go. Now I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I'm doing my podcast. I'm selling merch. I'm consulting and I'm producing other podcasts. Keep that in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, keep that in mind. Producing Mm. other podcasts. Um, uh, Oh, and I'm still in school full-time. I'm still in school Mm. full-time. I did not graduate while I was in 
um, I had a year left or something like that. No, not even a year left after separation, but whatever. Y'all keep up with it. Y'all, it'll make mm. sense when I get done. So, um, uh, okay. So, I get to a class, right? Mm-hmm. While I'm in school, that's actually an internship. Okay. So now I start wrecking my brain. I'm like, man, dang, it's, I'm in Panama City, man. Like, ain't nothing in Panama City. Mm. Why am I going to do an internship? Like, I, whatever. I don't see it happening. And my wife tells me, she says, there's an ESPN radio in Panama City. When she said that, I was like, there's what? no way there's an ESPN in radio. Panama City? There's no way. This, just shut up. <laughs> she was like nah it's right on the main strip in the main strip that wait a minute drive down all the time what yeah I'd have been I'd have been thinking she saw like something that said you know how to see the psychic on the side of the road it said ESP yeah she yeah yeah, thinking yeah about that an ESP radio station I'm like my wife does not know what she's talking about <laughs> but sure enough I went down the main strip and there it was rode by a million times never saw it. Mm. and so she's telling wow. me she was like look man she said you love sports. You're studying sports. This is your opportunity. You need to go get it. Oh, man. That's a good woman right there. You need to walk in there, and you need to go get it. And I looked at her like she was crazy. So me, the guy that has been telling everybody else to destroy doubt, mm. was full of doubt. Mm. I said, I'm not good enough. They don't want me. Mm. Look at this. And I didn't even know nothing about the station. Mm. About the station. I just assumed that I wasn't good enough. Right. Full of doubt. Um mm. so um I decided to 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 face my doubts and this is the part where I freestyle. Um uh, let me see, I said something about by this time I know that plane was out of the period. Okay, I already said that. Okay. Mm. Um so this is the part I freestyle, y'all. So um I, I face my doubts. I decided to go in there and you know, ask them if I could intern, tell them that I had this class that I had to fulfill a certain amount of hours of mm -hmm. volunteer service or internship service or whatever, vice mm -hmm. versa. And um, so they told me to come back with a resume. I go back. Um, I meet with the guy. It was an interview right there. I didn't even know it. Mm. Interview right there. And we're talking and he's impressed with all of my experiences. Mm. With me playing for so long, with me playing semi-pro, with me coaching semi-pro, with me starting a skills development company. Mm. Um, I, I forgot to mention I refereed. I did youth camps. Mm. Anything in basketball I've done that at one point I considered myself a failure and I was depressed because I didn't make it to the NBA. But what I didn't realize was what I am, what I was becoming no, say it for me, Chris. <laughs> Golly, I can't even say it, man. Oh, oh man. this is so good, man. <laughs> oh man, man, <laughs> y'all got to, man, y'all got to get this, man. And so we're talking, and he starts asking me about my podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like, you know, you, you, you're. This is this is pretty impressive. You have how many downloads, how many different markets have you been listening to, all that kind of stuff. But that wasn't what really blew him away. He said, so I see you produce your own podcast and you produce it for others. Um, what software do you use? And I told him I use Adobe Audition. His eyes got this big. For those of you that can't see, his eyes got really big. Mm. And he said, man, that's what we use here. 
we're starting an afternoon show soon, and I would love to have you on as producer of the show. But you gotta, you know, do your internship first mm-hmm. and see, you know, if you can do it, mm-hmm. and and we'll go from there. Y'all, I go to the internship, and it's everything that I have been doing for two years on this podcast. Wow. It's no different. I mean, it's a little bit here and there, but it's everything I have been doing on my podcast for two years. Mm. I get done with my internship. They say, we would love to have you on. Mm. Not only would we love to have you on, we we know that you want to do broadcasting. We're going to have opportunities for you to get on airtime. Mm. Um, possibly you could be co-hosting this afternoon show that we're going to start. And so with that, me being a person that, you know, I am and not settling, I I start doing research or whatever, because I don't know what the pay is going to be like. I don't know nothing. So I reach out to another guy in Orlando and I'm like, yo, man, I'm a student, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to do this. And the third, he said, man, same thing. He looked over my resume. He looked over everything I've been doing, everything I've been doing with the podcast. He said, look, we need somebody to cover NBA. Mm. You can be the NBA correspondent for my show. And that the part of like it, like anybody can't just call up there and do that or whatever um, or get in contact with somebody. And, they, you know, it just happened that quick. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a combination of my schooling, my experience, my podcast and the fact that I was already with ESPN Radio all, mm, anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I wouldn't have been with ESPN Radio if it wasn't for the podcast. And I wouldn't been, I wouldn't have started the podcast if it wasn't for what I went through in the military. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even join the military if I had not worked in that hot warehouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see how everything comes full circle? Yeah. And to, to heart back on the theme what you are to be, you are now becoming. I was becoming the guy that would be at ESPN Radio when I was at that hot warehouse. Mm. You know what mm. I'm saying? I was becoming that guy then. Mm. But what what I want people to take away from this is, golly, Chris. You got to say that to them again, though. When I was Connect. at that hot warehouse, I was becoming the guy that would eventually be at ESPN Radio. Mm. I was, I, it was I happening just, then. I just wanted to make sure y'all got that. <laughs> That's powerful right there. And so, uh, check, check this out, Chris. What if, let's just say that first job, right? Mm-hmm. Overton's with the, with the boat seats and the outdoor goods and stuff. Mm-hmm. What if I would have made manager in two years or whatever? Right. And I would have made $50,000 a year or something. Right. I wouldn't be sitting Mm-mm. here right now. No way. I would have met you. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be working at ESPN Radio. That whole purpose thing that came to fruition, yeah. that came while I was at that hot warehouse, mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened because I could have came, became comfortable with that fifty thousand dollar job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Most definitely. It, it's it's just crazy. So what, like I said, what I want people to take away from this is the situation that you're in. Look at it through a different lens. Don't throw in the tower. Don't give up. Don't tell yourself that you're going to be at this hot warehouse forever. And while you're at that hot warehouse, and I use hot warehouse, I know you're probably not in a hot warehouse. It, it could be the military. Right. You could be at that $50,000 job that I could have had and realize that it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, look at it as that you can take away so many things from it 
and equip yourself with tools that are going to help you become who it is that you are to become. Mm. Think about it that way. Like, don't throw in the towel. I could have thrown in the towel and you would not be listening to me on this podcast right now. Mm. I, I recently picked up a new country. It's 28 countries now. It was 27. Jamaica has started listening to the podcast. Mm. That's what's up right there. I can I can click publish and my voice is heard all around the world. Mm. That could wow. not be the case if I would have just stayed in that hot warehouse. If mm. I didn't if I didn't take that that leap of faith to leave the first hot warehouse and go to the next one, mm-hmm. an hour and a half away with no place to stay, because I was so driven. If I wouldn't have did that, my voice would not be heard around the world right now. Wow. And I and the last thing I'll say in in, in closing is um, one thing I want to put out there is although I kind of I kind of found my way into the sports industry and I knew that's what I wanted to do a long time ago. And, you know, in my mind, I want to do broadcasting and that's what I started to do. And I do find joy and fulfillment in it and I do see skills in it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm open, mm. where I want to be, I want to be great. I don't want to pigeonhole yeah. myself to something that is just because I said I wanted to do this. Right. I want to find my purpose. I want to be great. So basically what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is I'm in the sports industry now and I have one gig where I'm working behind the scenes. I have one gig where I'm working um uh on on the mic. I'm doing my broadcasting thing. Mhm. I'm going to continue to do both. I also I have a uh I'm fine to marketing. Mm-hmm. I like the marketing side of sports. So what I'm going to do is explore all opportunities and where I find my lane, where I find my niche, where I find that greatness, where I know that not only I benefit, others benefit from it. And mm-hmm. as a team, we all benefit from it. That's where I'm going to go. So just be- look, I said that to say that where I'm at now isn't the ending. Like the story doesn't end there. Mm. Who I am to be, I'm now becoming. Mm. So what I'm learning now behind the scenes on the mic can lead to something bigger. Like I, you, I'm not stopping. Like I'm hungry. I'm going after it, and I'm taking every opportunity. I'm taking every lesson. I'm learning every day. I'm putting my head down. I'm grinding. Mm. And who I am to be, I am now becoming. It doesn't end just because I had that vision of being at ESPN Radio or working in sports and now I'm here that I just sit back and say, all right, I'm here. That's it. No, man, this is just the beginning, man. I look forward to it. And I thank y'all for rocking with me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to that story, man. And man, me bringing that's it full around Me bringing it full circle, man. I appreciate that. Man, that, that was great. That was great. I just got to say, that was incredible. That's the first time I've heard that from basically the beginning to where you are now. Mm. Even in the time that we've known each other. So that's very powerful hearing you tell that story. Because... I think that all the listeners can relate to that. I don't care what stage they are in life. I don't care if it's somebody still in high school. I don't care. You Like you said, it's the person that's working at a business that they don't enjoy working at, but are making money, and they're afraid to take that leap away from that thing. I mean, that's powerful. Anybody can relate to that. Yeah. There's nothing like it. And then also just not throwing things away. Because, I mean, when you were talking what I was thinking about was an interview that I heard about with Steve Jobs. And I know we talked about that before, about the manuscript thing. When he took calligraphy class, 
Break that down to me college. again. Break that down to me again. So he was going to college. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he knew what he wanted to do long term, but college has a curriculum mm-hmm. that you have to follow. Mm-hmm. Now, it's Steve Jobs. He's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs don't follow other people. Mm-hmm. They do their own thing. So he just decided, well, I want to take this calligraphy class. And his advisor's like, that doesn't fit in your program. And he just said, well, okay, well, I'm not going to be in the program now. I'm going to take this class. So he took the calligraphy class. And that actually was where he got the idea to generate multiple fonts. Mm -hmm. So when you go on to like your Microsoft Word or whatever program you happen to be utilizing, when you go in and you see the Arial and the Times Roman and uh, Calypso and you see the wingdings, which I don't ever use, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see all those different fonts, that actually came from Steve Jobs. Mm. He took that that he learned in calligraphy class when he got with his own business. That was something that he actually generated. Mm-hmm. And he even said himself, you never know how a step outside of where you think you might end up there you go when you take that step outside you never know what that'll lead to in the future there you go and he says sometimes you just have to do things and trust that in the future that thing will pay off Mm -hmm. like that's so profound so when you were speaking about all your experience that's what i was hearing because anybody can relate to that honestly we can all look back in our lives and see where things that we've done have led to something much greater yeah you know just me being on the show with you right now i just think back to your first toastmaster speech yeah and it's just it's surreal just to be sitting here right now and knowing you got the espn thing you're doing your own podcast and just remembering that humble beginning mm-hmm. just thinking about when you got that first toastmasters manual and <laughs> you know what i'm saying you start going through it you're like, and then next thing you know doing the basketball thing and doing the coaching you just never know where you're going to end up Mm -hmm. and the the great thing about it is you had that doubt but you had somebody in in your corner your wife who could see your potential yeah and even though you didn't know whether or not you could do it she saw that potential in you Mm -hmm. so that ties into the environment piece who do you have around you Mm. There you go. You could have. That could have been some scrub. Like, nah, man, don't go to. Man, you don't want to go on the ESPN. You ain't good enough, man. No, no, no. I don't care if you done Toastmasters. They ain't the real deal. Mm-hmm. But instead of her being that person, she was that person that was in your corner to lift you up and see what you could be. Mm-hmm. So that's inspiring too, because everybody doesn't have that. Sometimes our family, sometimes our friends, they create that doubt for us. Yeah. And they and they they fueled that, but she fueled what you could be. But if not for all those things that you did along the way, you wouldn't be able to be on ESPN radio. Yeah. And I just think about the conversations you'll have with athletes that you can directly relate to. Mm. You can relate to being in the locker room with guys. You can relate to playing with I don't know, maybe players like Draymond Green. They're just hard to get along with. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You yeah, can relate yeah. to that. You can relate to having to carry a team maybe or 
maybe you can relate to to staying in hotels this night and then going to you know what I mean yeah. so you got a lot in common with the athletes that you're going to be interviewing yeah so there's so many things you did along the way that it's, it's just inspiring when I think about that hot warehouse and the fact that you put in that much work and that much effort doing that job that's what led you to be doing the job that you're doing now at ESPN yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the thing I think other people need to realize as well. You could have took that hot warehouse job and you could have been like, ah, this is just a warehouse job. When I get the ESPN, then I'm going to do it big. Yeah. Yeah. But you but you didn't do that. You took that that where hot warehouse job, whatever, you know, you didn't have the attitude like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this. I'm going to come in, show up late. You know, whatever they get out of me is what they get out of me. They're only paying me $8 an hour, so that's what they go get. You yeah. know what I mean? You came in and you gave it your all. So that's another thing I would say, too, because that's the successes that I've had in, in my my years on the earth have always been from that, too. I've always put everything that I have into whatever I do because, hey, if you don't do it today, you're not going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, man, it was inspiring. I appreciate Beautiful. it, man. And I just thought about Beautiful. something while you were talking, man. Um, another thing I want people to know is one powerful thing that has happened in my life for me being the the mercenary, missionary, whatever you want to call it I am, and just going from place to place is I've met a lot of people. And because I always had this positive attitude no matter what I was going through and I always worked my butt off no matter what I was going through. Mm. Like he said, even though I had my eyes set on Sports, I still grinded while I was at CAT. Mm. I grinded while I was at Overton. Mm. I grinded for a while in the military, but then I re- mentally, my grind was affecting personal yeah. issues. So that didn't really work out. Um, but you meet people and they see that. Mm-hmm. And you, you have people for, for a lifetime. There's people that I work with at Overton that listen to my podcast. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That was years ago. Mm. Like, I, Chris is sitting here now. Let's just say that Chris is somewhere, and I don't know, he's at a bar, or he's at a mall, and he's in a line, and a guy behind him works for the Charlotte Hornets, and he's on the phone. He hangs up the phone, and Chris is like, hey, man, how you doing, man? You know, he's like, yeah, man, I just need some talent, man. We need somebody to, to cover the, the Hornets. We need somebody to broadcast for him or something like that. I guarantee you the first person to come to Chris' mind is me. Mm. And I'm not saying Most that definitely. like in, in a braggadocious way. Nah. What I'm saying is if if I was tr- if he knew I was a trash person in the military. Oh, man. No. If he, if he knew that I didn't put in the work that I put into this podcast, that I came to Toastmasters every week, all the things that I've been doing, he wouldn't put his name on the line to even make that recommendation, that refer. Right. And that that's what anybody, nobody is going to make themselves look bad to refer you and a lot of times you know the old saying who you know oh yeah um, most definitely and and a, a, a person that we all know is god and god we want god to bless us we pray he ain't trying to co-sign your sorry behind <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah most definitely he taking credit for that one you know, right <laughs> god please open this door for me god uh, like you open the door you ain't yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got your your fingers all orange from eating cheesy poops yeah. all day. Like, no, come on. So I, I'm taking it into the spiritual realm. Like, yeah. 
God honors your hard work. God honors that positive attitude. Yes. God honors that blessing because as much as I talk about that hot warehouse and much as I hated it, mm. and I did hate it, mm. I'm about to get deep, Chris. Go ahead. Do you know how much when I was at Overton's making that money and I had this vision of my son and changing the scenery for him mm. and bringing him up in a different environment? Do you know how much I prayed to God for that hot warehouse at Caterpillar? Mm. Do you know how much I prayed mm. for that? How much I begged God for that opportunity? And so because you get this opportunity and now you have new visions and you have uh, new revelations and you realize that, okay, this isn't the 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 end point. Right. Know, this is a stepping stone. Right. That doesn't mean that you treat that opportunity that you begged for like crap. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You continue to grind. You continue to put in that work. You continue to to find light in a dark place and share that light with others, man. And Most definitely, man. That's that's deep. You got deep on them. That's like the story of the talents right there. Man. That's <laughs> what that is. Like God give you opportunity and you bury it. You're not going to get another one. Yeah. But if he gives you an opportunity and you do something great with that one, and he give you another one and you do something great with that one and he give you another one. You did something great with yeah. that one. The person that buried theirs and they're looking at you like, how does how's J, how's Jay so lucky, yeah. man? And yeah. they don't even they don't even realize when you get up in the morning and your knees, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They creak in the morning. You like, oh man, where, where that Advil at? <laughs> right. Hey baby, where you, where you put the Advil? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? They don't they don't even know how many miles you put on your knees you know what i'm saying to be able to be that person mm -hmm. so it's just it's incredible you just never wasted any opportunity that you had and that's the thing that everybody just needs to understand i don't care what you're doing and what you're involved in give it your all because you just never know so many opportunities that i had just like jay was saying where you never know who you who you know and you never know who's watching you and you never know when a person that's watching you can be an opportunity down the road you mm -hmm. just never know so that goes back to this book called the third door which i recommend people read i'm gonna write that down the third door is by alex benaya so his concept of the third door is the third door is like a club so when you go to the door, you meet the bouncer mm -hmm. and you got people that want to get into the club. And there are certain individuals that got that mystique and that prestige that can just go to the bouncer and they just get to walk straight in. Yeah. Then you got people want to slip the bouncer, maybe, I don't know, 20 you might slip them a Benjamin to try to get in. But then you got that person that knows somebody inside the club mm. or they or they have some type of connection to be able to get in. Mm. And that way in is the third door. Mm. So I'm not going to tell the whole story of the book, but basically he had this dream similar to yours where he had this desire to lift people up. Yeah. And he wanted to interview all these famous people, but he was just a college student. And it's like he didn't know how he was going to do it. So he had this idea of going to different places and interviewing people like Bill Gates, Lady Gaga, uh, just a bunch of different people that you've heard of. 
And he thought to himself, well, if I can go on the prices right and win the ultimate prize, I can take that money and use that to fu- to fund my dream. Mm-hmm. So he did actually do that. He actually went on the prices right. And he tells us crazy story about the whole process to get on the show. It's it, it's not all about just being lucky. Yeah. A lot of it is knowing the tactics in order to be able to do the right thing at the right time with the right person in order to make yourself get to the right place. Yeah, yeah. So he does all that stuff, gets the money, and then now the whole rest of the story is about him going through the third door to get to Lady Gaga or going yeah. through the third door to get to Bill Gates. And he goes through that process of, I don't know how many emails he sent people and how many, you know, this person who knows that person who knows that person. And he knows Bill Gates going through emails or going through different interviews with different people and all the things that you were saying tie back into that because where you are now, you didn't take a traditional route. Not at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You did not take to, even though you went sports management, you have an opportunity that you have now when, like you said, you didn't even know it was an interview. Yeah. Oh, oh, this, this, like, oh, uh, yeah. And then he goes, you, you got the opportunity to maybe even do, do your own show. Man, it, it's just surreal. So I just want to make sure people just don't, miss out on the opportunity because what you're doing now isn't big enough in terms of the vision that you see for yourself. Yeah. Don't ever do that, man. But Jay, that was beautiful. Hey, that uh, was beautiful. I'm going to say this last thing, man. I'm going to try not to beautiful. get choked up when I say it because beautiful. this, this is real. Um, you know, I told you that we were living in a small town home that was from here to here mm-hmm. and we wanted a home. We wanted a yard. Yeah. Um, when I decided to join the military, me and my wife were sitting down talking and discussing all the possibilities. And we said, you know what? We want to live in Florida. Mm. So I made my my dream sheet. And I think you get eight choices, right? Yep. Five or six out of my eight were Florida. Mm. Chris, we have that home. Mm. We have the home. We have the yard. Mm. We live in Florida. Mm. I hated the military, Chris, mm-hmm. but like I said, I hated the hot warehouse. Right. I, I realized in the hot warehouse that I needed to go to school if I was going to make my dream a reality. Mm-hmm. The military paid for my school. Mm. The military pays my freaking mortgage. Mm. The military today pays my mortgage mm. in the house with the yard in Florida that we all wanted. Everything comes full circle, man. Mm. And it in every step of the process I hated like I was just so sad so depressed and it wasn't making sense to me yes but what you are to be (laughs) man oh my god what you are to be you are now becoming man Mm. wow yeah wow and I got stationed in a place with an ESPN radio Mm. look at that Look at that. God works in mysterious ways. And I'm sitting here mm. doing a podcast with my homeboy that I met while I was in the military <laughs> that not only you helped my saying. knee, he helped my spirits. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying. And yes. he started me to do public speaking, which I'm doing now. Full yes. T- this is crazy, man. This is yes. crazy, man. I hope that 
you know, if you're listening to this, that you take something away from this and that you realize that where you are is preparing you for where you are to go, where mm. what you are to become. Um, you're 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 transforming yourself now. So mm. always keep that in mind. Remember that and don't give up. Don't give in. Take positives for and realize that where you're at, you may hate it. But you probably asked for it. Mm. Just just like we talked about this house that we wanted so bad. Man, sometimes I'll be like, man, I can't believe I got to cut the grass again. I just cut the grass. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What's the saying? Too much is given, much is required? There it is. There it to is. To whom much is given, much is required? There it is. Man, I, I get tired of cutting the grass. I get tired of cleaning this house. Mm. I get tired of so much, but this is what I wanted, man. There it is. My... Sometimes my son asked me to go outside and play, and I'm like, golly, but I wanted a yard so we could play in. Yeah. So what I'm saying is take the good with the bad. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, man, just know that you are becoming what you are to become. And you you got anything to add, man? I think you said it, man. Just, yeah. This, this. You never know. All like I said, God works in mysterious ways. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'll tell my story another day. <laughs> but what I can say is that I related to every bit of what you said. And I know the people out there gonna relate to it too. The only thing I'll say I'll add to it is destroy that doubt and go for it. Go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, and and I say this too. Uh we talked about entrepreneurship. We talked about being entrepreneurial minded. And I hope people that are seeing this and like, okay, well, he's giving up with the destroying doubt thing. He's giving up the entrepreneurship thing because, you know, he took the gig. Nah. Not at all. <laughs> Not Mm-mm. at all. And like you were talking about Steve Jobs, it could be a situation where I take everything that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. All this, you know, me being mm-hmm. humble, me, you know, putting my head down and grinding like always and learning everything I can. And I take that and start my own sports thing. There it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you just never know. I'm just in it to win it. There you know, it is. I'm being faithful. I'm being humble. There all that is. good stuff. I'm staying prayed up. Mm. Um, wow. Keeping a, a solid peace of mind and whatever happens, happens. I, I know the proximity of where I want it to be. Um, but now, you know, we're fine tuning it and getting down to it. So it is what it is. But Chris, thanks yeah. again, like always, for joining me on the show, man. Most definitely. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all, YouTube. Gonna put some of this on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, follow, like a, some, something I never say, follow me on Instagram uh, at This Is Jay Sutton, Facebook. Subscribe on that YouTube. Yeah, subscribe on uh, YouTube. I think the YouTube page is Jay Sutton. Facebook, Jay Sutton, uh, all that good stuff. Destroying Doubt Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh, Chris, man, tell them you know, where to follow you and all that good stuff, man. Hey, just find him, follow him, and you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Humble with it. There Humble it is. With it. There, it is. Um, there it is. I didn't think normally a motivational song of the week will come to me like early, and I, I, I don't have anything for this message. Uh, do you have a good song that goes with this message? Wow. I'm going to look through here while you think. Yeah, look, while you thinking. Yeah, look through. Look through. 
If you can, think out loud so we don't have a dead. I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll follow you. Uh, I'm see. just trying to think, you know, like, I know some young G's got to have something. Mm. He'll usually have something. I'm thinking uh, Drake got to have something that applies to that. Jay, Jay-Z got to. Uh, matter of fact, hold on. I'm thinking of Lecrae. Oh, yeah, Lecrae. I, That's another uh, one. song is coming to my yeah. mind. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Y'all, please forgive us. Um, yeah, this is so unprofessional at this moment, but... Good things come to those who wait. Mm, there you be go. patient. You got to be patient. I don't, have I played that on the podcast oh, before? Man. See there? You're getting something new. Can't mm. stop. Uh, oh! Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, you I hope I haven't played this before, y'all. Hit the, him with it. Where's the ox at? If I have, forgive me. Like it goes with the message, man. What Le, what is. Lecrae is saying in this song. Um, the song is called Eight Twenty Eight by Lecrae off of his album All Things Work Together. All mm. Things Work Together is the name of the album. Is. Look at that. Uh, yeah, That's the here it is. Right there. Motivational song of the week. Lecrae Eight Twenty Eight. Off the album, All Thing Works Together. Jay Sutton, Destroying Doubt Podcast. Chris Bugman, we out. Thanks for listening. Yeah. It's gonna work out sooner than later. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. It's gonna work out in your favor. Just keep your head to the sky. Keep your eyes on the prize. Just keep your head to the sky. Keep your eyes on the prize. Man, I'm insecure and I'm so unsure. My motives don't be the purest either. My little sister probably need me. I ain't been around and I ain't try to lead her. Help me, Lord. I ain't ever had no daddy. Feel like a failing father. Trying to raise my family. I seen cancer take my ladies, pops, and he fought so hard. And we cried so hard. But sometimes life's so dark. But he told me, boy, you keep your head up. Never let up and never give up. And don't cry for me, cause I'ma live up in the sky. Let it all work out. That pain gon' make you stronger. That hurt gon' make you a leader. Don't let that make you a monster. In the middle of the darkest, hardest, heartless, tarnished, carnage. The master artist makes your mess a masterpiece regardless. Work three jobs while they still in college Eight years getting two degrees Slaved away for a bachelor's Then eight more paying huge fees Still a slave to her masters Feeling awake, making a minimum wage But at the end of the day, feeling so grateful Bills still pay, so no room to complain We all got deep wounds, ugly scars, black marks Just left rehab, still got track marks Let it all work out And let the light shine through Cause you can't be them and they can't be you.
away yeah. Sooner than later 